Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> what did I tell you last week? What did I tell you last week? When Sami Zayn won that battle royal, I was like, he is going to be a lamb to the slaughter. And in seven days, somebody's going to walk into the ring and basically kill him. I've never been so upset to be right. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. And it is the review show for WWE SmackDown, also known as Ups and Downs. And when you are done here, I think you should go check out another video that's here on What Culture Wrestling, known as the Chase Wrestling Edition, which is basically that quiz that you may have seen, but we did it in the world of the grappling. And if I do say so myself, it's pretty damn good. And maybe I won. Maybe I also lost. There's only one way to find out. But for now, let's up those downs. Okay, so I think that Brock Lesnar was allowed to return to WWE because he did indeed pay his $1 million fine. Or at least that's what Michael Cole said, I think... Ah. But the Beast was out to start SmackDown, and just as he was about to tell us how he did get around all of this, he, of course, was interrupted by Sami Zayn, that old chestnut. And we should all start doing this in our real life. So the tax man comes round to my house and says, Simon, why haven't you paid your taxes? And at that moment, a marching band just comes crashing through, and I go, ha ha, and I run away. I mean, there's a lot of holes in that story, but if it could happen in WWE, it could happen to me. Zayn was great here, though, and this is absolutely the level he should be at. But of course, he was treated like a joke. Brock Lesnar was all, <laughs> only been away for a few weeks, and you're telling me that you are the number one contender? <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Let's not pretend this isn't how WWE officials think. Zayn then promised after he does defeat Roman Reigns at the day one pay-per-view, he will allow Brock to be the first contender for his brand new spangly gold. And do you know what Brock did? He grabbed Sami Zayn by the wrist and he twisted it so much, Sami said, okay, Brock, I'm so sorry. I'll do what you want which is challenging Roman Reigns later on tonight. So again, see above, any other guy in this position would have had to have a gun put to their head like, you better change your mind for them to actually change their mind. But when it came to Sami Zayn, that, that was enough. Brock then promised he would be by Sami Zayn's side later. And while I really would prefer it if we treated Sami a little bit more seriously, he is so terrific in no matter what he is given. And I really like this new version of Brock. I think it makes him more interesting than he's been in ages. And that's why I'm going to give it an up. But don't worry, 
we are going to talk more about this later. At one point, I swear as well that Brock threatened to eat Sami Zayn. And I thought about it, and that's not something I want to see on my TV. Sami was then in the back trying to worm his way out of this, talking to Sonya Deville when Brock Lesnar turned up again. So he was like, Haha, okay, I'll do it. And I'd come up with a great plan for these two because they did work well together. We should have a tag team between Sami Zayn and Brock Lesnar with the big overarching question being, how can they coexist? Next up too was Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. And honestly, maybe one day, it's not like I'm repeating myself, WWE will actually push Shayna Baszler properly. But even still, what a flubbing good match. Up. They got some time as well, which is always appreciated. And as Shayna was coming to the ring, and we were told, oh my gosh, she kicked Nia Jax out of WWE, and she kicked Eva Marie out of WWE, Pat McAfee called it the Future Endeavoured Kick. Now, I don't know how I feel about that, but if anybody was going to get away with it, it was Pat. It was Baszler looking for the Kira Fuda clutch at first, so Sasha Banks was like, well, no, I don't want this to happen. So she hit a Meteora off the apron, and then they were just trading all of these submissions. And at one point, Shayna slammed Sasha Banks with this running knee, and Banks sold it like she had been shot. She knows how to react to a move. Sasha is also getting cheers from the crowd now, so she actually has turned into a babyface while doing absolutely nothing, but I suppose that meant it work. So good for you, WWE. And of course, this match ended with the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Because Baszler had been focusing on a bunch of gut busters throughout this, but she went to one too many. Sasha Banks has it scouted. She did hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment. And she got the one, two, three. And that was that. And we just cut to something else. But I had a very enjoyable eight to ten minutes. Then found out that Adam Pearce wasn't going to be here for the evening because he was chatting to Sonya Deville on the phone where he said, well, I didn't lift Brock Lesnar's suspension. So who did? And put your hands up if you don't think we're ever going to find out. My hand stays up. Drew McIntyre also popped in here. And he was all like, oh, man, I'm so mad about that battle roll last week. And Sonya Deville put the blame on Adam Pearce's shoulders. So I bet it turns out Sonya brought Brock back to the WWE. And while she's like super duper bad, Anna Pierce is just like a little bit bad. Ah. It was then time for some happy talk. And ironically, this actually does make me happy. I just think Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss are excellent goofs. I'm giving it up. They did chat about the fact that Corbin had thrown Madcap out of the battle roar last week. And for a split second, Mr. Moss looked like he was really pissed off before he went, ha, <laughs> ha and started cackling again. But that's what I think we should do with these two. Over the next few weeks, be it Mad Cat Muscle or Baron Corbin, every now and then there should just be a look of pure rage on their faces. So you kind of have this every now and then psycho moment when one of them looks like a loon. I just think it would give them some needed edge. When they were past all of that, they started to insult Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre because of course they hate these two. And as they mentioned Drew's name, he was like, would somebody please push start on my entrance music? I'm gonna go to the ring. And he had his sword here and he kind of just pointed it at these two. And I was like, what are you gonna do, Drew? You're gonna run at them with your sword? That means one, you want to chop their limbs off or two, you wanna kill one of them. I mean, what's he gonna do? Give one of them a haircut? No. Jeff then used this to get in the ring and hit them all with a twist of fate before Drew McIntyre followed up with a claymore and then they put on some hats and they danced away. And I'm not joking. That's what they did. But how could you be upset with this? The good guys took out the bad guys and the good guys had a good time. I mean, when you break it right down, that's all wrestling is meant to be. Angel and Humberto then beat the Viking Raiders in less than two minutes. And do you remember when Eric and Ivar were absolutely smashing it down in NXT? Neither do I, 
down. You just can't get into this stuff because if you chose this moment to go to the bathroom, you would absolutely miss it. And in no point in your life should your pee be more important than a wrestling match. The finish here felt like an absolute mess as well because just as Angel and Humberto were going to hit their finish, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura turned up on the announce table and started playing the guitar. But they took so long, everyone just kind of froze in slow motion for a little bit. But even then... <laughs> This didn't help at all. Because Alberto just rolled up Eric with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. So that's the second time we've seen that on this show. And the bad guys won. So I looked at Shinsuke and Rick and I was like, what is the point of view? You achieve nothing. Just to ensure this was as silly as possible too, the Vikings were enraged that this had happened. And just as they got in Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boog's face, Rick started playing their entrance theme on the guitar and all of a sudden they were happy again. So this was like an RPG, like Rick plays forgiveness. Although I won't lie, I did kind of like that part. But still, everything else before that, it made these four look like absolute geeks. And they are most definitely not. Tony Storm then told us that she was the girl that got hit by two pies, courtesy of Charlotte Flair. I was like, yes. Yes, you are. She promised to win the women's title, and if that does happen, then fair dues all around. But here's a spoiler for you, at least what I think. It's not going to happen, and this whole thing is going to be an absolute joke. Xavier Woods then defeated Jay Uso, and not in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would say this when it came to these two top-tier talents. But I've talked to the finger of power, and we gotta give it a down. This is mostly because WWE went WWE, and this barely went two minutes. <laughs> And then it ended in a disqualification. Now, there was a very nice bit beforehand after the Usos had gone, ha ha, Sami Zayn, Brock Lesnar, you're a couple of goose because we're absolutely manipulated by Roman Reigns. Because Xavier came out and said, you may have broken my crown, but you can't take down my royal kingdom because look who's back with me right now. Blah, 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 blah. And it was Kofi Kingston. And who doesn't want to see Kofi back? He's great. Either way, though, we then went 120 seconds. And as soon as Jimmy Uso got bored, he interfered. There was a disqualification. We then had a big brawl. But I actually said out loud, what was the point of that? Which is the same thing my parents said after they gave birth to me. I mean, it's just too much when it comes to these non-finishes. I mean, look at the disqualification board that rolls up to 67. There's my evidence right there. It has happened 67 times. That's before countouts and distractions. Sometimes it just gets a bit long in the tooth. Roman was then backstage with Paul Heyman and he's now gone back to his whole, I don't know what's going on, because of course Brock Lesnar is back on SmackDown, but Paul Heyman doesn't seem to have any information. He then promised that he would smash both Brock and Sami Zayn and it was at this moment when I was like, well, 50% of that statement is definitely true. I don't think it's going to come in the form of the Beast. It also seems like the New Day are going to take on the Usos for the tag team titles at the day one pay-per-view. I have absolutely no idea why, but they are. Because Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were in the back with Kayla Braxton, and they just told us this. So I was like, okay, I appreciate the information. So this is how we're now sorting out title matches. Charlotte Flair was then here too. And she also just wanted to talk about pies. Honestly. I mean, you'd think she had decapitated Tony Storm the way she was going on about this. And she even said, while you can wash off the pies, you can't wash off the embarrassment. This is what I was doing when I was watching. I was like, nobody talks like that. And if somebody did talk to me like that, I'd be like, I'm oh, really sorry. I cannot continue this conversation because I'm going to die laughing. Charlotte then said she wasn't going to accept Tony Storm's challenge to have a championship match, which is when she left the ring. And behind her was Tony Storm with a pie doing this. And I mean it. <laughs> 
like she was a Looney Tune. Charlotte turned around, she pie-faced her, and I was like, tone, tone. Why didn't you just attack her and beat her up? I also kind of feel like this underlines the fact that Tony Storm isn't gonna become champion, because now they've kind of got revenge in a different way. And this one just goes right over my bald head. I mean, look how bald it is. We then got a video for Ricochet, and I can't lie, this had me in tears, mostly because I'm a very weird man. But it kind of felt like WWE thought we didn't know who he was. It's like we do. We know who he is, WWE. It's you. It's you who doesn't use him correctly, but I am hoping the fact that we did do this means a renewed push for Rick. And I know that doesn't seem very likely at all, given what they've done in the past, but I keep everything crossed because I am a positive piece. Sheamus versus Cesaro was next, and you have no idea how excited I was. I love the bar, I loved it every time they have a match because they have such good chemistry. And as always, I think this mostly went three minutes. However, I adore them so much, I'm giving it up. They kicked each other's ass to the point I was like, I think they've forgotten what wrestling is. And I was really worried about Ridge Holland because Sheamus had told him to stay in the back, which would be like your partner saying, yeah, I don't really want you to meet any of my friends. You know something is up. He was watching on from the back though. And amazingly, he was allowed to watch television like a normal human being. So WWE must have huge plans for him. And then we come back to the ring. And honestly, imagine this is Sheamus's face and I'm Cesaro, now go the other way. <laughs> they were absolutely murking each other. As it was the Swiss Superman in the ring though, WWE doesn't feel the need to do shenanigan finishes. So after they'd yelled at each other like, you used to be my brother, I hate you, how dare you ruin my life? Sheamus just bro kicked him and he got the one, two, three. However, I would always take a clean finish because it works so much better. And if WWE had given them a solid 10 minutes, I probably would have been doing backflips. This was good. Naomi then found Sonya Deville in the back and said, you are ruining my life because anytime I do something good, you are trying to kill my glow. I was like, Naomi, you probably shouldn't have said that. She was so mad though, she did challenge Sonya Deville to a match. And this time the kind of GM said, okay, I will do that. And then she slapped Naomi right around the face. Now Naomi just went rah, rather than attack her back. But I suppose you could spin it as, well, she's an authority figure and she may fire Naomi. But we are going to get that, I presume, at the day one pay-per-view. And honestly, just let Naomi win and then give her a big old push. Sami Zayn was then murdered. And I don't mean to tie this back into the intro, but what did I tell you? It was also doubly weird because he came out before half the segments I have just talked about and he must have been waiting in the ring for a good 20 minutes. But as soon as he did come out and get on the microphone, he was then interrupted by Brock Lesnar and he made the terrible mistake because he was like, Brock, you want to face me at the day one pay-per-view because look at your record against Roman Reigns. You basically always lose. This is when Lesnar just lost his mind and honestly, he kicked the crap out of him so badly. If you looked off into the distance, you could see that kid from The Simpsons going, stop, stop, he's already dead. And he was such a mess afterwards, Lesnar just picked him up and rested him in the corner like you were watching Weekend at Birdies. This allowed Reigns then to just walk to the ring and in around about 15 seconds, spear him, apply the guillotine and get the win. So the Bloodline's entrance went longer than our main event on SmackDown. <laughs> it's not funny. Now I do get it in one sense because Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are the focal point right now, but why do we have to job Sami Zayn out like this? And also, just as a very stupid simple fan, I actually thought to myself, well I'd like to see Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn in a proper match. 
I don't think I've ever seen that before. And it got stolen away from me, so it has to get it down. And this was the end of SmackDown as Roman once again went, yes, I did it. And again, don't let me wrong. I do want to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, especially with these roles reversed. But it doesn't mean you have to take another character and just flush them down the toilet. Especially because at one point, maybe Roman's not around anymore and maybe Brock goes away again. You're going to have to need other people. And this guy just got squashed. It's not like you couldn't enjoy it because again, Sami Zayn is just great at everything he does do, but it just seems so short-sighted and you don't want to be short-sighted because then you can't see. I don't even know what that means, but it does put me in a very difficult position when it comes to giving this show an up or a down because I was entertained, but I did think a lot of it was stupid. However, you know the deal. You tune into ups and downs because you want to feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum, so we'll give it an up. Does it deserve it? Probably not. Now, please leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com, read articles. Make sure you follow us on social media. And we've already talked about this. Go watch videos, especially our version of The Chase, and see how well you do, and then come and tell me. My name is Simon What Culture. Make sure you have a good weekend. Make sure you watch AEW Rampage ups and downs as well. I have asked a lot of you today, but know that I love you, and hopefully that makes it all right. Goodbye. 